Good day, friends. This is the fourth day of November, 2022. Paul Albert of the House of Graber here. And I'm coming to you under the laws of nature and nature's God. This message and everything we do here at the House of Graber and everything that I bring forth on this platform and or other platforms is subject to the laws of nature and nature's God, otherwise known as common law due process. The things we bring forth here at the House of Graber, the things we do, the materials that we have or supply or help people with, or uh, our travels even are covered and safeguarded also under the copyright, common law copyright of the House of Graber, which is a $50 million copyright. So this is a continuation. Uh, it's been a while since I've done a podcast. And I felt the I felt the calling to do a continuation of questions and answers. It's going to be a relatively short podcast, but I think it's a, a rather crucial one. We're living in a day and age of some people awakening and and others are still asleep, but every one of us is every one of us is on a path and uh, we all take our own path at our own pace, I suppose. So, questions and answers about living in the private. I'm just going to touch on a couple of things that I hear quite a bit. And one of them is, of course, uh, as a caveat here, when we talk about living in the private, we're not talking about hiding under a stone or living in a cave or in a vault, uh, underground vault, where nobody can see us. Uh, that's pretty much um, preposterous in these days because... The surveillance systems used by big government, uh, which is not a government, but a um, Babylonian corporation acting, trying to act like a government. But anyway, the surveillance system that are in place and the technology that exists and has existed for many, many, many years, uh, thousands of years even, it's pretty hard to live without being seen. That's not the kind of private that I'm talking about. The, the private that I'm referencing to here is what capacity are you operating in? Where is your allegiance? Do you know where your allegiance is? And do others know where your allegiance is? Because we're dealing with a Babylonian system which is built on a lie. And based on that lie, they make assumptions and presumptions and if you do not rebut those assumptions and presumptions, they will stand as a fact. It will become a contract. Okay? So, living in the private is about correctly changing your status. And there's ways to do that. If, you, uh, if you're on my Telegram channel, and you're obviously going to hear this podcast... My Telegram channel is Memoirs of a Farmer Boy, and also the my channel on Rumble goes by the same name, 
Memoirs of a Farmer Boy, which is a name also protected under the common law copyright of the House of Graber. So what capacity are you operating in? We have a way of correcting the status so that we have limited diplomatic immunity. We live in a private status without the corporate Babylon. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. I was on the phone with a with an agent from an insurance company and based on, I hadn't given these people anything else up to this point in time, I gave her my passport number. And whatever she saw on her computer, based on my passport number, prompted this question out of her mouth. She said, how long have you been out of the country? And I said, oh, about two years, give or take a little bit. And she said, well, where do you live now? I said, is that information that you need to put together an insurance quote? She said, no, no, I, I was just curious. Which it ended up, she couldn't give me an insurance policy based on my passport. Well, of course not, because I was operating outside of Babylon and the insurance fraudsters are within Babylon, okay? So that's the kind of private that I'm referring to when I talk about living in the private, in a non-representative private capacity. What we do is private. It's without Babylon. It is without the United States of America Incorporated or the United States Incorporated or whatever all else gazillion types of corporations they've set up to trip and trick, trick you into their traps. We are without all that Babylonian hogwash. We live in the private. Now, they know what I do. And when I talk about they, I'm talking about the Babylonian agents. They know what I do. They can see what I do for a lot of things. There's some things that are in my house files that are private in the sense that they, the public never gets to see it. But yet they know what I do. But in my status, in my private status, they don't get to meddle in my affairs. Okay? Now, one question that comes up quite a bit is, well, what if I change my status, I correct my birth record, and I go to, you know, being outside of the, you know, I'm not a, um, I'm not a U.S. citizen anymore. Okay, that's what the lady saw, the insurance agent saw this, that I'm not a U.S. citizen. She, she made an assumption that I physically was not on the land. Well, actually, truth be known, she's not on the land, but I am. She's in a corporate fiction on a piece of paper. I'm on the land because I'm not a U.S. citizen anymore. If I change my status, can I still, you know, collect my Social Security? A lot of people are very concerned about that, and I don't blame them. Well, the answer is yes. That's an individual contract. That's a, that's a separate contract that you can keep or you can discard whichever way you want to go. And, by the way, I'm sitting out here amongst some trees and bushes and a cornfield and there's a pretty good breeze going it's very very pleasant um, it's just a, an amazing place to be the leaves are falling down the corn is ripe the ears are hanging um, some days we see deer travel through here which i've made way too much noise they won't 
probably won't come close to me now, but anyway, it's an amazing place just in case you hear the wind and leaves, etc. So the Social Security contract is a separate contract that you can keep if you wish, absolutely. Okay. Um, next question is, is my straw man, you know, the, uh, the fake entity that they created with your birth record, is my straw man still a U.S. citizen? Well, some people would tell you absolutely it is and it always will be. And I suppose for those people that is true. It is not true in my case. And it is not true in our house, period. Our straw man is no longer a U.S. citizen. And I'm not saying that just because I'm full of hot air or I wish or I think maybe. I say that because I know that's how it is. The IRS no longer looks at us as a U.S. citizen. Okay? The IRS has never given us any problem. We've changed our status. We've done things correctly. We've stayed in honor. Being a U.S. citizen is a choice. And if others choose to be in that status, then that's great. I don't care. As for me and my house, we came out of Babylon. A couple years ago, one of our boys started a job, and I did the um, letter of explanation to attach to their um, pile of paperwork that they give you as a new employee. We can't use their forms because they're discriminatory to the sons of God. They do not have forms that are correct for us, period. So I attached a, and I've done this multiple times, I attached a letter of explanation giving them the correct data that they would need to hire someone that's in a private status. And the IRS, again, has never given us any problem. I have several boys who work full time and there's no federal tax taken out. In this case, the employer, who is also a bully CPA who thinks he's smart, um, he's just um, on the side of arrogant and ignorant, okay, is what he is. He comes out, this is the owner of the business slash also the accountant CBA, CPA, if I get it said right. He comes out and he threatens my, our son that if he doesn't fill out the paperwork the way they want him to, he's not going to be able to work there. So he did. He went ahead and filled it out. And, um, and, and by the way, contracts can be rescinded, so that's not a problem. Even though we want to be careful, uh, that's not a big problem. And so he's still working there. But when, when our son did that, Several weeks later, he gets a letter from the IRS. Now, a lot of letters from the IRS are not signed. They're just kind of a generic, you know, boilerplate thing. This particular letter was signed by an IRS agent. And they said, you filled out your W-4 wrong. If you don't correct it, 
we may choose not to honor your tax-exempt status. Okay. The, the folks, the, the system, the computer system that the IRS uses to look at our accounts, at our master file, shows them that we've changed our status. The straw man is what they look at. They do look at the straw man. They can't deal with flesh and blood necessarily. So when they looked at his account, they saw that his status is he's not a U.S. citizen. They call it tax exempt. In reality, it's an exception to the system. But either way, there's no requirement for his straw man to report, period. We have letters in our files showing that we're not required to report or file. My ministry also has a letter from the IRS showing there's no filing requirements. Okay. The IRS looks at the straw man and they see that it's no longer a U.S. citizen. That's true in our house. Now, I can't decide for anyone else. I can't decide for you. Each, each man or woman has to make that choice. But I'm telling you, I know where we stand. Okay? So, another question that came up recently is... So when we change our status and we go into the private, what are the benefits? And I laughed a little bit and I said, there are none. There's no benefits. But what there is, is freedom. Freedom from Babylonian slavery. Being a slave has all kinds of benefits and privileges. And your slave master will decide what those benefits and privileges are. Okay? When you exchange your rights and your freedoms for benefits and privileges, you soon will have neither one. Okay? Over several generations, we've exchanged a lot of rights and freedoms, God-given rights. They were here before the Constitution, they were here since Adam and Eve, and even prior to that, God-given rights. But people have been lulled and, and uh, tricked and deceived into giving up their rights in exchange for benefits and privileges. Several years ago, uh, in 2011, as a matter of fact, the Amish of Indiana and several other states sold their birthright. They gave up their birthright. They incorporated with the state of Indiana and they became a state church. They gave up their rights. You know what the benefit and the privilege was of doing that, that they were sold? They were told that if they do this, they don't have to pay or sign up for Obamacare. What a rotten crock of horse hockey. They just sold their birthright. And today they're still a state church. And a lot of them don't even know it. Now there's a few that are awake that didn't take part of it, but most of them did. 
So there's no benefits and privileges to living in the private and coming out of Babylon. There is, however, the protection and the safekeeping that goes with being one of the sons of God, the one true God, our creator. There is freedom. There are blessings and protections and things that a slave cannot imagine. The question, what are the benefits and privileges, is a, is a question that a slave would ask. Okay, and I'm not condemning anyone for asking that. I'm just saying, if you're asking for benefits and privileges, you're coming from a slavery mentality. Okay, freedom comes with responsibility. That's why, we, that's why people signed up for benefits and privileges. They didn't want the responsibility of tending their own affairs. Okay, I'm standing just a few feet from a, from a graveyard that years ago, it, it, according to the sign and according to the tombstones, the graveyard was started in 1850. Okay, and across the road, a uh, little catty corner across the road, there's a little old Baptist church. The graveyard used to be part of the Baptist church. Today, it is, if you look on the, on the uh, website, on the plaque book, it's owned by the Green Township trustee. In other words, it's owned by the corporation because the people turned, they sold out. They sold it out to the state. And now it's at the mercy of whatever the state decides to do with it. And the same way with the church across the road. It's, they're flying the war flag at the head of the church. They've sold their rights. They've sold their birthright in exchange for benefits and privileges. It's a very, very rotten deal. And I'm telling you, if you sign up for that program, Satan will own you and tell you what you can do and can't do. Okay? I, I don't know about you, but as for me and my house, we are part of the kingdom the house of Israel, okay? We are co-heirs of Christ. We're co-owners or trustees of the kingdom and the house, okay? We're part of the family. And I cannot even begin to tell you what kind of protection and safeguarding and blessings that go with that because uh, like a, a guy from Louisiana told me years ago, I asked him a question about uh, a trip they had made and you know how they um, how they found because they started out with nothing and they traveled up to northern Indiana with a, a team of mules and they were still going they were blessed and I asked him about that and he looked at me and he said when the Lord starts blessing you there's no end to it okay and I know that's right that's true when, when our creator, the prime creator, the, the one true God, our creator of the universe, when he blesses you, there's no limit. There's no end. The only limits are what we put on it. Have an amazing day. Until next time.